Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme park. So whether you're counting down your days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. Today's guest is a celebrity in the Walt Disney World community known as Equity Ben on Instagram and TikTok. He has brought to life the story of Frozen at Hollywood Studios as a royal historian of Arendelle. He shares some behind the scenes of how the Frozen sing-along came together. His magical moment takes place on the Disney cruise with a magical moment featuring his two-year-old daughter and some very special magic that some cast members put together. If you guys are new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And last but not least, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share magic button to submit your story. I can't wait to read all of them, but now on with the show. Buddy, I am so excited to have this very special guest on. He is an actor, a singer, comedian, and he is doing some amazing work around the Orlando area virtually and whatnot. And so I can't wait to welcome Ben. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. I'm ecstatic to be on. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we're so excited to hear your magical moments. A very, very sweet one. So you have previously worked for Disney, and that's where probably a lot of people will know you, that in your comedy shows and stuff. Would you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I'm a Disney cast member for 15 years, all under the Actors Equity Association contract way back in 2005. I started at a small dinner show called the Hoopty Doo Review, and I was there for six years I wrote a show, helped create a show over at Magic Kingdom. I did that for three years. Wait, what show? The Captain Jack Sparrow Pirate Tutorial and a clown show called The Giggle Gang, which actually put me in the International Clown Hall of Fame. Wait, what? 100%. (laughs) So Disney has a really good relationship with a lot of the Ringling Clowns and... One of the head directors at Walt Disney World was a ringling clown, and he grabbed a bunch of clowns, and they created these shows. And for some facocta reason, I was asked to audition, and I didn't want to do it. (laughs) And I still went because I needed – I did. I got it. And then, I, of course, I went home that night, and I said to my husband – Out of all the things that I've auditioned for, this is going to be the one that I actually get. And I did. (laughs) And I'm not 
artistic when it comes to like drawing or art or any of that stuff. I'm just funny. Like that's all I've ever had to do. And I, it took me an hour and a half every day to paint my face to look like a clown. Really? Oh my goodness. And the show lasted two years. We actually were award winners. We took second place in the Brass Ring Award best theme park show in the world whoa i know and was there any disney characters involved in this or was this literally no it was based off of dumbo the idea of circus characters yes which definitely ties into storybook circus and the dumbo attraction right behind you and whatnot which is great and all of that was stunning except disney forgets that people hate clowns so we (laughs) were absolutely hated We were well attended in an area that was not well designed. You know, anything at Magic Kingdom, what they do is they are trying to stick squares and circle holes because nothing (laughs) fits, right? You know, they built, when they built Epcot, it was, there was a lot more thought put into it because they realized that things were going to change when they built animal kingdom i mean the safari is bigger than magic kingdom you know there's all this extra room and all this extra space and at magic kingdom there's nothing so we didn't even have a break room oh my goodness they gave us a golf cart and we would drive through the tunnels of magic kingdom on this golf cart in in our clown costumes and makeup and cast (laughs) members would say awful things and i'm for real like Peter Pan would be like, I hate clowns. And you're like, you're dressed up as a little boy. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> sir? You know, it's like you're uh, one to talk. <laughs> it all it never made sense to me the amount of hate we would get. But um it wasn't my favorite job. So I did that for two years. If you don't mind me asking, what years did it run? Uh 2012 to 2014. Oh, okay. Very Cool. Yeah, because I was like so, right around the time New Fantasyland opened up. Oh, absolutely. No, we did all the press for New Fantasyland, which, by the way, even reporters hate clowns. So there <laughs> it was, national news, you know, being picked up in like Alabama and Wisconsin. And the reporters were like, well, hope the guests love you because I don't. And it was like, this oh, is no. my, I'm a person. I mean, I get that my nose is giant and red, yes. but so is yours, Mr. Reporter. <laughs> So that's when that was, and and it was it was a it was a rough job, and I actually had thought about leaving Disney. I but I had a really good working relationship with them, and I never complained about it ever because I just kind of have this. My grandparents were Holocaust survivors, and there was this like work ethic that I guess they instilled in me. So I just. Mm-hmm stuck my nose to the grindstone and did the job and never complained to anybody. And I got a call and they said, listen, we're doing this frozen thing and we need the show up in four days. Can you make yourself available? And I was like, four days. Yes. And what's crazy. Oh yeah. No, this show was this whole, the whole show was put together in four days. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Which is why when there's a, there's a lot of people that would complain about our show because it's not like a full musical. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I get your point that you want to see these giant musicals, but our show has a budget of a buck 25 and a BOGO (laughs) coupon at Taco Bell. And we could do a hundred thousand shows in what would cost you. You couldn't even do 10 
shows and what we could do 100,000 shows. Oh, for sure. And have you made it out to California by any chance and been to Disneyland? I took my daughter. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yes. One of the techs put us in the front row of that show. and it was Oh, the Frozen show there? I was going to yes. ask if you've seen that because that's like full Broadway and stuff. So me coming from Disneyland to here and I saw the Frozen show, like I, I do love it. It's so charming and I like the adult humor. Oh, my. Well, that's the thing. It's like my show is a theme park show and that's what theme park shows will do. It gives the little girls bring in mom and dad who need a break. And mom loves it because the kids are happy and dads love it because we make fun of Disney or we did. I don't think they really do anymore. There's not a lot (laughs) that they can get, get away with anymore. But we were at the Disneyland show sitting in the front row and my daughter was not even two years old. The death scene for the king and the queen is a little dark for a theme park audience. And I remember they would lower the king and queen into the stage and then Mm -hmm. the stage came back up and they were replaced with gravestones. And I thought, this is dark. And and it gets super somber and super quiet. And as they get lowered into the stage, my daughter goes, (laughs) bye-bye. I mean, the entire audience laughed. It was remarkable. She's like, I like you look like you're going on a ride, like getting lowered down. That is so no, funny. No clue. But you know, that's the thing about theme park. I think that's why my daughter is so versed in theater because it is acceptable to take a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old to see shows. And actually the magical moment that we'll eventually talk about that stemmed from my daughter being front row at these beautiful Broadway style cruise ship shows. And I get to experience theater with my kid where you can't take your child to see Frozen on Broadway at three years old. It is completely unacceptable, but you can at Disneyland in California. And these musicals are amazing. I mean, tell me where you can see something like Finding Nemo the Musical at any theme park in the country. Where? Seriously. And like, I think arts and culture and that kind of thing definitely brings a whole new light to theme parks and kids and stuff. Because like, like Broadway tickets are expensive. You know, you're not going to take a kid that might fall asleep or might get like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. That's a lot of money to go see I mean, imagine spending $150 a person. So that's a family of four. We're talking $600 to see Frozen. When you could spend that money and go see Frozen at Disney California Adventure and then have the rest of the day in a theme park. Yes. Oh my goodness. And that's like way more bang for your buck. That's a whole day thing. And I mean, for me, it's like you go see the show, you have dinner at Carthay Circle, you ride a few rides, you have a cocktail. You, I mean, like uh, that to me, and people are always like, oh, have you been to the parks? Have you been to the parks? Well, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic and I'm a scaredy cat, but I promise you <laughs> two weeks out of my vaccination, I'm going to go do stuff. And I don't know, Disneyland is just like super special and Disney World is great. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I think Disney mm-hmm. World is great, but there is just something extra magical about Disneyland that I can't figure out why it doesn't exist here. I agree with you a thousand percent because I grew up on the East Coast. Like I've been going to Disney World since I was 16 months old and I moved to California and there's just something that you just cannot describe like a little bit extra at Disneyland. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that's in Florida that is going to Disney World that like feels that same way about Disneyland. I have a couple of theories. Like the first theory is, well, I worked here. 
you know, so that's why it's not yeah. as magical. Theory yeah. number two is, I mean, Walt walked these streets. His mm-hmm. apartment is right there. He looked down upon the guests. You know, you see a movie like Saving Mr. Banks and oh. it just fills you with all the feels and you've walked that path before. So that's my theory, but also I can't pinpoint it. So I don't know if it's true. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And like, I, I, I moved to Florida and I love it here and I'm thankful the parks are open and I can meet magical people like you and stuff and doing my podcast. But I do miss Disneyland. Like if California wasn't so expensive, like I would rather prefer to be out there and just like the charm of Disneyland. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I kind of tying back to shows and stuff with Disney. I have always, this is a very unpopular opinion, but I loved Hollywood Studios even before Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge because I'm a big thrill rides person and I'm a big show person. And they got Frozen, they got Indiana Jones, they got uh, Beauty and the Beast and uh, Little Mermaid. They got so many little shows that are so well done. Like Beauty and the Beast was one of my favorites. You want to know the crazy story about Beauty and the Beast? So you know that whole street wasn't there when they first opened the parks. Yes. I I don't remember because I was too young, but I've heard like, you know, YouTube videos and history and stuff. Yeah. So the show opened Beauty and the Beast in the theater that Frozen opened. (gasps) Whoa. Fun fact. Didn't know. So now it's Galaxy's Edge, but it used to be, I don't even, to be completely honest, I don't even, I think it was called Premiere was the name of the theater. And it was an outdoor theater, and that's where Beauty and the Beast was. And then it was, I believe, Pocahontas. I have faint memories of Pocahontas show as a kid and the grandmother willow tree, like her face turning and it starts moving. I thought that was the coolest thing as a kid. (laughs) And then they, while while it was Pocahontas, they had moved Beauty and the Beast to its current location where now it just sits empty. But yeah. So sad. (laughs) I know it's so sad and all the actors and dancers are so amazing and um, I mean if you want I can spill tea about what happened I'm very okay with that if you're okay with that (laughs) shows were supposed to come back they were absolutely supposed to come back Uh, didn't they have for a very short time in the very beginning like a band playing in Bell and Beast like uh, socially distant away from each other but kind of like ooing like that was in the beginning right they don't do that at all anymore that was their way of basically saying F you to Actors' Equity. Oh, no. Yes. So that band that played there was the band that played at the Grand Floridian. And they played at the Grand Floridian since the Grand Floridian was the Grand Floridian. (laughs) Yes. And they're under contract and musicians were coming back because their union said, whatever, I don't care what it takes, just bring us back. We won't work. So the musicians came back. Now, our union, Actors' Equity, said, well, we think that actors should be tested and or given the options of masks. And Disney said, no, absolutely not. Oh. And so our union, which I don't agree with, did this really nasty smear campaign. In the interim, Disney came up with a plan to get 300 Actors' Equity back to work. So shows like Beauty and the Beast, My Frozen Show, but there I think Lion King was one of them. There were shows that were coming back. Right. And we had, like, I had rehearsal 
on my schedule. Like I was coming back and then Disney saw the smear campaign and they canceled everything and then ended up firing all of the actors except for the few shows that they did bring back. Oh my goodness. So it's kind of sad because it wasn't just because we're represented by the union. It wasn't our fight. And a lot of the actors didn't agree with it. Didn't agree with the fight. Yeah. So a lot of actors kind of got the poor end of the stick because their union, I think, did the wrong thing. But what can you do? It's definitely coming back. Like entertainment is coming back and Disney will become Disney again. But from what I have seen, it just feels like a a pretty Six Flags because there's (laughs) there's nothing to make it Disney. If you take away the entertainment, then it's just an amusement park. And I mean, is... A, a Starbucks with a $2 premium worth walking and seeing a cat. Some people will say yes. For me, if I'm not seeing a show on that castle stage, then it's not worth it for me. Oh yeah. And I was there last week and they like tore up the whole cat, like the whole stage. It's all weird. Oh was, gosh. Uh, it just makes me so nervous because you know, again, yeah. those dancers, like some of those dancers were in shows on the castle for 15 years. Which is very hard to do, by the way, to maintain a yeah. 15-year career as an, yeah. as, a, as an equity performer because you are renegotiated every single year. Yeah. And then just to have that taken away. Standards and all of that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird time. It's a weird place. And there's a lot of people I've been blown away at their ingenuity on how they've been able to survive COVID, you know, specifically career-wise and financially. And then there's some people, you know, who just haven't and mm-hmm. and are depressed and have put on weight. And, you know, it's just, you know, yeah. you feel for these people. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, Disneyland, speaking of that again, has been closed for over a year now. And I had tons of friends that were in entertainment and parade performers and that Magic Happens parade. Like, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube or whatnot. I was so glad I went out there for the opening day. That new brand new parade only lasted 14 days. And two of those days it got rained out. So like. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, insane. Yeah. It's so I, that's the one thing is when you're at Disney World and you see a parade and you're like, this is amazing. I I tell people, go to another Disney park and watch a parade. You're going to be blown away. (laughs) Like this parade is gorgeous and beautiful, but really Festival of Fantasy was the first parade that Disney had that, you know, that was like, wow. Yes. Have you, I'm going to ask this later, but which Disney parks have you visited? I've done obviously here in LA and we've been to Paris and Hong Kong. (gasps) Oh my goodness. I was going to say my favorite parade is in Tokyo in the Dreaming Up Parade. There's so elaborate and so they're, many they're sh- full shows. They do full oh. shows out there. When I went with my friend that was a parade performer, she was like, they have so much energy and their parade route is so long. Like these people have the endurance of like Pocahontas or something who's like running I wonder though, do, is that what is like that their job though? Like, you know, for, because like for us, like our parade performers – you know, they do the parade and mm. it's a long route or whatever, what, I don't know, half an hour or something. Yeah. But then on top of that, they have to do, you know, another job, like full-time job after oh. the parade. So it's like before and after the parade, they have to go do something else in oh. entertainment. So it's like, that's not their only job. That's yeah. hard. Like for me, I, when I 
try to conceptualize that, that is hard. You know, oh, if you're definitely. in Tokyo and like, that's your job, you know, it's yeah. easy to give a hundred percent when that's your job. But here yeah. Disney's like, well, that's your job, but also this is your job. And then, then the other thing's your job. And you also have to um, lug your costume and do your mate. It's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it never ends. I couldn't imagine. No, but yeah, Tokyo, I'm pretty, cause they have, I remember the time we were there, it was Easter. And so they had two dreaming up parades with their two Easter parades through it and a nighttime phantasmic and a nighttime or the, their electrical parade, which is a, a fantastic, by the way, over yes. there. It's so much better than the U S ones. The U S ones just need to die. <laughs> I'm when I was in Hong Kong, they had the original, I think it was called paint the night. Oh. And that parade was, they brought it to LA. I thought that parade yes, was pretty yes. amazing. I loved that one. They were like, it's like electrical parade, but on steroids. And I was like, yeah, okay, cause like, it's I'm- not that, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a, definitely a soft spot in my heart for the electrical parade, but you know, <laughs> we have technology now and that yes. is kind of the cool thing about Disney, right? You know, universal is just like technology. That's all it is. Mm. They're like, we know, we, we know how to make, rides now so we're just going to do that and disney's like we know how to make rides that don't break down (laughs) (laughs) very true that is a very true fact because they don't rely on these special effects that are going to break down and and when you start doing things like i'm trying to think of something new at disney that has rise the resistance yeah it breaks down all the town right breaks down all the time yes i i think i had covid in in february I'm mm-hmm. I'm almost positive, not this past February, but you know, before we knew what it was. Resolved. And I was supposed to ride Mickey's, you know, the new ride at Hollywood yeah. Studios and I was sick and I didn't I had to cancel. Because oh, no. unlike the rest of America, I decided that I it wasn't worth getting anybody at the park sick for. Well, that's good of you. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So you've done hoop de doo You were a clown. You um, did the Frozen show. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because you became famous, I feel like, or that's how I found you is from TPM Vids talking about you specifically about the Frozen show and all of your ad libs and stuff like that. Like So the show, so in 2014, it was July, they asked us to create the show. And I almost wasn't able to do it because my manager at Magic Kingdom couldn't get me covered. And I sat him down and I said, I'm ready to quit this job. And we've already had this conversation. I never miss. I never call in. I'm never late. I'm always giving 100%. You got to figure out a way to get me free to do this frozen thing. So we did. So the very first day I walk in and there are all these sexy people. I mean, these gorgeous women and these hot men and they take all of them and they put them in one room and they take all the ugly old fat people and put us oh, in no. another room. Oh, no. <laughs> and I thought, what is happening? It felt a little bit like Handmaid's Tale or something. And they handed us a really crappy script and we sat in a room for four days and made it funny. And the show opened four days later and there were no parameters. They said, say whatever you want and we'll reprimand you later. And that's pretty <laughs> much, for real, that's pretty much Ask how- for forgiveness, it, not permission. <laughs> 100%. And I remember even in the rehearsal room, I made a joke about being homeschooled and the director thought it was so funny. And 
my very first show, the stage manager came back and she was like, yeah, I got to complain about that. And I said, I knew we would. I asked if I should take it out. And you all <laughs> said, no, keep it in. And Wait, they said, can you repeat the joke? You remember it? Um, they said something like, uh, did you sleep through all of Arendelle History 101? And I said, I was homeschooled. And that was it. I mean, that was it. But because I made a jig at being homeschooled. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, there are homeschool kids that come that want to see the show. <laughs> that was the basically formula for the show for years. And I remember one of the original actors basically told me that I wasn't going to get the contract. I, I would like to think I'm not a schmuck and I didn't have the heart to tell him that I knew 100% because I could hear the audience's reactions. Like I knew what was happening and I knew right away. And the only reason I actually, I was, I had no social media before the show. And the only reason I started social media was because our operations team was being bullied Guests were demanding to know my schedule and they were not allowed to tell the guests. Of course, yeah. And so I downloaded Instagram and started posting pictures that guests would post of me with my showtimes of the day below them so yeah. that the guests would leave our operations team alone. You really did become famous because of the show. Like people were demanding to know when it you're kind of, But then it, And then it got, that's when it, so then a few years later it started getting creepy where people would be like oh. demanding me to telling me. And so I, I put up like parameters, like if I was famous, then I should be paid like a famous person. And unfortunately oh. I never was paid to be famous. And so I didn't feel like it was worth the effort you know, I was being paid by Disney. I wasn't being paid by Instagram followers. Well, that has changed. So now, yes. you know, you can you can say whatever you want to me and I will not block you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully all nice things, all nice things. No, there's a lot of stuff. People are very rude. <laughs> the internet yeah. is not a, not a nice place. That's why I haven't gone on like Twitter and TikTok because people I heard are just brutal there. And I'm like, oh, but I started doing TikTok to kind of build, you know, a new audience and uh, come to find out that the equity ban hashtag has 28 million views. Oh my gosh. That there is a fake Ben with a hundred thousand followers. <laughs> Um, excuse me. <laughs> for real, for real. So I just started posting, um, on, again, only eight weeks ago, and I have 15,000 followers, a half a million likes, and um, almost 5 million views. And just, I mean, we're talking just, you know, silly little videos here and there. And I'm having the time of my life on TikTok because I can say things like forking shirt balls. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. For those who've watched The Good Place. Holy so I'm, I'm just kind of a little, but like you said, people are very, very rude. Um, so I figured out how to do comment blockers. And one of my comment blockers is the word puddle because I just couldn't take it anymore. So oh, you can't no. comment on any of my videos, puddle. <laughs> oh my God. And why is that so important for those that haven't seen the Frozen show and the sing-along? One of the I bits that like I created in the show had become viral in the song in summer sung by Josh Gad as Olaf. He sings, winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman. And 
on day one, guests would yell out puddle and I would throw a hissy fit. And we used to have these special effects and the tech team was in on it where they would oh. like shoot off special effects to like show my anger and lighting and all this stuff. Oh. It was great. It was so great. Everybody oh, loved it. <laughs> I wonder if there are, are videos back there in 2014 in that old space. It was great. It was this huge thing. It, it went viral. It went everywhere. And now anytime I meet somebody, people are like, oh, you're the TikTok guy or you're the puddle guy. And I oh. am. <laughs> you're like, I am. But like also I do other things too. But yes, yeah. please, yeah, Lord, like, please. Puddle, get out. Like I just yeah. I love that. Well, and that's funny too, because it so it went viral. And again, this bit was approved by, you know, the director. And then all of a sudden I get um, pulled into a room and I was told that that was um, not okay. And I didn't get in trouble because again, it was approved. So it got taken out of the script oh. when I think it was funny because I started doing this, the, the bit that, that went viral. The original bit was, if you said puddle, then get out, I would scream in people's faces. So <laughs> that went, um, that, you know, that went viral, whatever. Yes. And my director was like, I think it's too harsh. I think you need to take it out. And yeah. so I took it out and I and replaced it with, I would walk up to the front of the stage and look the person who said puddle in the eye and yes. say, nobody likes you. That's it. Like nothing. <laughs> and it was huge. Like it went huge. So then that went viral even more so than the original thing. And oh, no. so then when that went viral, they basically took out, you weren't allowed to react to puddle. So there was like this what? weird two weeks. Yeah. Where you weren't even allowed to react. Well, another actor who was in the show okay. started yelling at the guests, if you said puddle, get out. And I was like, well, that's not fair Yeah, that he can say that. I mean, that's first of all, A, that was my bit. <laughs> yes, that's all you. And secondly, it's not approved. The director said it wasn't approved. So I went to the right. stage manager and I didn't even throw the guy under the bus. I said, can I say, if you said puddle, get out? And lo and behold... The director came to see this show with that other actor in it and had approved it and nobody told me. So I just started oh. doing it again. But it was my bit. Like it, it was my bit oh, that got yeah. taken out of the show. So my my thought process was, I mean, I don't care if it got approved because he said it. But I think what happened was I became so viral that anything that was my bit was just automatically taken and in fact, yeah. there was a process at the show for a while where we would submit jokes anonymously, and that's how things got approved. Oh, interesting. And so I would submit jokes, and they would get approved. And then when the director saw me doing them, they would get taken out of the show. Oh, that's I so lame. I know. I know. It was crazy. So at that, that was towards the end. And by then, I was like, I, I think I'm done. I feel like the Frozen show nowadays are very cut and dry. Like, you know, I would go repetitively because the jokes kept changing, but I feel like now they're very similar to each show, whether it's the same actor or different actors. And it's like maybe one or two like improv type jokes and stuff. I don't, I don't disagree. And, you know, at, at the time, right before COVID, my husband and I were working on a plan to leave anyways, because I was doing all of this stuff on the side that was, that had taken off so big that I didn't really and the idea was well I was working on all of it on my breaks at Frozen so what's the big deal but right. I was missing so much of my daughter's life that I just oh. and when COVID hit and I was a stay-at-home dad I was like this is what I want to do oh and how old is she she's now three and a half and oh. at the time you know when COVID hit she was only two so 
And within the first two weeks of me being home, she knew all of her num- letters and she could count to 50 at two. And I said, wow. I need to be home with my kid. So that's, oh. we made the decision. So I knew really in March that I wasn't going back to Disney. And that, but I didn't tell them because they were paying for my insurance up until October. And what's super weird too, is that everybody got a letter that they've been removed from the company. I've never gotten that letter. Like I, oh. I still, I just can't log on to the hub. So, I mean, who knows? I might still be a cast member, but I never received the letter that said that I was no longer a cast member. Yeah. Maybe when you get your back vaccination, you feel comfortable going to the parks, go in the parks and see if you got in for free. Yeah. I mean, what, right. I don't know. Do you have to make like a, I think you have to make a reservation, right? I don't know how that oh, works. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for all of those background and history. Is there anything else you want to add to your fun career that you've had? I mean, it's been wild. I've done so much while I was at Disney, even part-time, several shows, won awards. I did a production of Hairspray at the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, 3,000 seats. I won Best Actor playing Edna, the mother. That was uber fun and a dream of mine. And the final performance was days before my daughter was born in Detroit. So I had to like make the decision of whether I wanted to quit the show or see if the, if our birth mother was going to give birth early. There was like this whole thing that was crazy, super fun. And I'm really proud of that show and really proud of how everything worked out. And I was at the birth of my daughter and pretty much have never left my daughter's sight aside from a few days here or there for the past almost four years. But my proudest is... My stand-up shows that I write and self-produce and have become these huge uh, sold-out shows. We've we've never done a stand-up show that hasn't sold out. And in fact, my next stand-up show, whenever we are allowed to do it, is 100% completely free to any cast member or college program member who has been hit hard because of COVID or have had their uh, program ended prematurely because of COVID. It's completely free. The ticket is free. That is fantastic. Yes, we'll definitely spread the word whenever that you go to do that again. That's so kind of you. It's looking looking like it'll be soon too. Yes, and we will have all your links down in the show notes. So if you guys are interested in going and seeing all the Ben stuff and his Instagram and TikToks, like all those links are going to be down below. But yeah, is there anything else you'd want to share before we jump into the questions? I am just so thrilled that I get to do this for for a living. You can, if anybody would like to support, you can sponsor content on my Instagram page. Twice a week, we do sponsored episodes of my cooking show called Any Schmuck Can Cook. That happens (laughs) on Mondays and Thursdays. And every day we do a daily show called At Equity Ben's Joke of the Day that is also sponsored. And our last sponsored content, once a month, my husband and I do a happy hour. It's usually the third Tuesday in the month. And that is also a sponsored show where we sit and chat with all of my fans and have a good time and be on the lookout. I have done now three episodes of Golden Girl parody variety (laughs) style shows where I write a full episode of the Golden Girls. The last episode of the Golden Girls was our Christmas episode. And Sophia, who is the mother on the show, she tried to convert to Judaism because she wanted more presents during the holiday season. Blanche and Dorothy fought over a very sexy black Santa Claus. It was a great, (laughs) 
great episode, <gasps> super fun. And we all play, all, all your favorite theme park actors are in the show and we play, we play the girls, but we don't do it in drag. We just do our take on the characters. It's ah. super fun. So be on the lookout. Oh, very fun. We'll, we'll definitely let you guys know about that. And all, again, all the links are in the show notes and stuff. That is so fun. you so much for telling us all about that but now it is question time and I gave you a fair warning that some of these questions are obscure but the first question I ask everybody is why do you love Disney? Disney I mean it is just unlike anything else specifically nostalgia when you were a little kid and you were watching TV what was on and there was always some form of Disney magic on. When you go into the parks, when you do the cruises, when you stay at Alani, these are the kind of pieces of nostalgia that Disney brings right out of you. And Disney knows exactly what they're doing. You recognize <laughs> scents and sounds and feelings, and they do all of that for you. I specifically have found, and I think this is kind of genius, the lotions, shampoos, and conditioners that they give you on the cruise ship, I found them on Amazon. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my gosh. So did you buy them all? <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's all I use 24-7 because it's my oh, favorite thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Is, is it like the H2O brand or something or is it a different yes. one? The- yes. But Disney, nice. it was very smart. They they won't let H2O use the specific title that Disney has on the bottles. So oh. I had to buy products and test products to find the exact scent, but I did it. I'm not telling your audience because I don't want it to sell out. Yes. You don't want it to the price to increase. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Smart, smart. Well, you can, hopefully you'll tell me after the show. Cause now I'm like, Oh wait, I want that. A hundred percent. Perfect. Okay, so this question is a little obscure, but not necessarily your favorite Disney character. But what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? Oh, I know. Except 100%. Bing bong. (gasps) I can definitely see that. (laughs) Before the casting director at Walt Disney World, who hired me, retired, he said they need to do a, I can't think of the name of the movie, all of us, Inside Inside Out. Uh, yes. a show and cast you as Bing Bong. And I and I thought, oh God, that would be so great. Yeah, I think Bing Bong. Yeah, definitely Bing Bong. Oh, I can a thousand percent see that because he's so happy and just brings light and he's made of cotton candy and he's got all these <laughs> weird talents and oh, that would be so perfect for you. I love it. Okay. What attraction would you be devastated if they demolished it during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable though. Gosh, that's a hard question. So, I mean, right now, the answer that's coming to my mind is almost cliche, but Frozen, because of my daughter, Um, I love experiencing that attraction with her. And what's crazy is I remember going on Maelstrom like for years Mm -hmm. and I could care less that it's gone because the feeling I get riding Frozen with her is far superior than Maelstrom, even with my husband. So I'm going to say Frozen because just looking in her eyes when she's on that, she absolutely loves it. 
beautiful. And then Elsa's singing and her ice powers are everywhere. And she loves it. I mean, she, you know, it's one of her favorite movies and she gets to see it come to life. That's probably amazing. And I love the technology in that ride too, with Olaf walking up to you and like making eye contact with people in the boat. Like what? When you say attractions that break down, that was one of the, I mean, it broke down all the time. Oh yeah. Especially that first year too. Yes. All the time. All right. My next question is, what is a cliche Disney shirt that you see all the time that you wouldn't necessarily mind wearing? Oh, spirit jersey. And I know that's like uber gay. <laughs> like when when, <laughs> when men wear spirit jerseys, they're like the, the – I think they're classified as like the Disney gay. And I don't <laughs> – I bought, I bought spirit jersey style shirts, but I've mm-hmm. never had the chutzpah to do it with, with a Disney logo. Oh. Which one would you do? What color would it be? Like I think black and gold. <laughs> I feel like you, I feel like I have this planned out. I actually have it <laughs> in my closet and I'm just too chicken to wear it. No, black and gold, like you know, be, the, like the one size too big with like the D logo like on my right breast. Yes. Love that. That's so good. So you do have a daughter. Now say you were driving across country with her and all of her friends and you could only listen to one Disney soundtrack on repeat the entire trip. So it's not just one song, but the whole soundtrack. What Disney soundtrack would it be? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to be frozen because I would kill myself. (laughs) I wouldn't picture that. I I would be shocked if you said frozen. My favorite when the show closed down, people are like, oh, do you miss the songs? I'm like, miss the songs? I hear them every day, seven times a day. It never stops. I go to sleep. They're still playing. <laughs> they, I could, I, and I still, to this day, could sing you every lyric of every Frozen song. <laughs> I think, I mean, I love, oh, oh, Mary Poppins. Oh. Yeah, Mary Poppins is definitely it. I was going to say Aladdin because I just love that movie, but Mary Poppins mm. is just so great. Yes. And I, there's like upbeat songs and then um, her one song, the Feed the Bird song, is that's what it is, correct? Yes. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yet. The Sherman, and the Sherman Brothers are just, they're like so old school Disney, you know, like they're, mm. one of them is still alive, but they're, they're like the people that sat down with Walt and created stuff. Like yeah. that's so cool to me. It is very, very cool. And it brings me back to like seeing and saving Mr. Banks and how closely they all work together. I mean, I know it's a movie, but. Yes. Next question is, what is something people would be surprised to know you haven't done at a Disney park? I haven't done Rise of the Resistance. I don't think people (gasps) would be surprised about that, though. Yeah. I haven't done Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mouthful, Mickey Minnie's Runaway. I just want to be like, mm, rawr. like. <laughs> I know who's who are coming up with this. I've done ass, alien swirling spin. I've done that. <laughs> I've done ass. Oh my god, I didn't know. That. I'm gonna call that that ride from here on out. For I sure. don't know why. Like, who are coming up with these acronyms? Also, by the way, have you thought about this one? Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, Milf. <laughs> <laughs> Who are naming these attractions? Yes, and then Festival of the Arts. Farts. Oh, farts. I know. I know. That that is, I know. Um, Speaking of acronyms, when I came from Disneyland to Disney World, I would hang out with friends that are here all the time and they're photographers for the parades and stuff. And we'd go see Foff. And I'm like, what the heck is Foff? Like, they just keep talking about Foff. And I'm like, oh, Festival of Fantasy. Yeah. Unfortunately, acronyms are like a huge, huge thing at Disney. But I just think the people that name these attractions, it's like, you know what you're doing, alien swelling spin. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. My next question is if you could do any other Disney stage show that you haven't been able to, whether you're the right casting type that they need or not, what other Disney stage show would There's a few. Can I do a couple? Of course. First thing, now that I've had a daughter, I want to play Marlin so badly <gasps> in Finding Nemo. I mean, certainly not enough to work for Disney again, because I'm yes. done like, that's a lot of work. Secondly, back in 2010 or 2011, Disney asked me to go play Genie in the Aladdin stage oh. show at Disneyland. Oh. And I said no, because I didn't want to uproot my life. And I still think I made the wrong decision because I think oh, that would have no. been a blast. I didn't move to Disneyland till after that show and it was converted over to Hyper the Frozen at the Hyperion. But I just, everybody said, oh, the, the genie was the best part. The Aladdin show was so great. Like, I missed that. I missed that. They're like, Frozen. Well, you good, can but- still see it. It's on two of the Disney cruise ships, the same <gasps> show. It's oh. slightly, and I mean, we're talking like minuscule. There are slight differences, but it's... It's the show, the same show. Oh, wonderful. I got to go on a Disney cruise now. They're the best. (laughs) Okay, so the Aladdin show. And then Finding Nemo. Marlon and Finding Finding Nemo. Nemo. Those are so good. Okay, my next question is, what what Disney character would you want to be your coworker? I mean, Mickey, right? He's the best. Yes. (laughs) And he always gets the job done. And he also, according to Disney Parks, has done every job, so he would never <laughs> fail. Yeah, Mickey, I think. Just naturally talented. <laughs> I know that's my favorite. It's like Mickey's, I've seen Mickey scuba. I've seen Mickey breakdance. I've seen Mickey play the drums. I've seen Mickey fall yes. and his head falls off. I mean, I've oh, seen no. it all. <laughs> yes, and um, you've been to California, so you may have come across the Sensational Parade where Mickey was playing the drums, and that was the coolest thing ever. Oh, and and wasn't there, there was like, like for a while, Mickey would tap dance? I don't think I've seen that, but I've only started going to Disneyland since 2017. So that is so cool. I've seen Mickey do some pretty amazing things. Mickey's a very talented man. It totally makes sense that he runs this place. (laughs) Okay. This question is a little obscure. I made it up myself, but which princess power would you like to have? So it's kind of an exaggeration of qualities or personalities that they have. So I'm going to go down all the list of all the princesses and you can pick three that you'd like. So Snow White's is being able to talk to animals. Cinderella's is magically having an outfit for any occasion. You just always have something to wear. There is nothing you could say right now that would not let me. I like that. That's I'm telling you right now that that's staying. That's on the okay, list. so Cinderella's perfect. Aurora's, who's my favorite princess, is sleep as long as you want with no time passing. Ariel's is breathe and talk underwater. Belle's is speed reading. Jasmine's is a travel anywhere in the world whenever you wanted to. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Yes, Jasmine. And I think it's going to be very hard to beat those two. Because now I can go wherever I want in whatever I want. So I'm like, and you're ready to go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. We got a couple more, and then you can only have one more choice left. So we can switch it if you need to. Pocahontas is endless endurance because that girl can run. Mulan's is being able to defend yourself in any situation, physically or verbally, whatever is needed. Tiana's is being able to cook anything with any food you have lying around. It's always going to be a delicious meal. 
Rapunzel's is her power, a magic hair that heals people or makes you younger. Anna's is people always fall in love with you. Elsa's is her ice powers. Moana's is friends with the ocean and being able to understand people to their core, kind of like how she does with Tafiti. And Raya's is friends with dragons and being able to stop time. Stopping time would be cool, but I think Rapunzel's healing power because then I would never age also, right? So I'd be young. Yeah. So (laughs) um, young, youthful in whatever outfit I need in whatever country, like all of that sounds amazing. You are ready to go. Because here's the thing. It's like, I might be tired. Okay. So, but Uh it doesn't matter because there's no bags under my eyes because I'm Rapunzel and I have the healing powers to make myself look Mm. good. Right. Very true. I like it. So you have Cinderella's outfit, Jasmine's traveling, and Rapunzel's hair that heals people. I love it. That's a very good combination. No one's done that combination yet. Oh, they will. Once they hear this, they will. (laughs) They're going to be like, ooh, you thought this out. Like, you thought this through. Like, me, I love Aurora, and I love sleeping. So I would definitely pick hers for sure. I have a kid, so I'm I'm used to (laughs) sleeping like four hours and getting it all done anyway. That is impressive. Okay, I, I, I really like your answer. So I'm going to do one more question, okay? If you were an enchanted object in the Beast Castle, what enchanted household object would you be and why? And it could be anything. It's not limited to... You know, like the, um, you know, the water dispenser on the, on the fridge, because people, I mean, like, you know, you're always that, that satiation, like that really is, is uh, helpful. Oh. Making people, f- you know, feel refreshed would be nice. Yeah. No one said that yet. So the enchanted beast castle has a very nice fridge with water (laughs) from this dispenser. Hey, anything goes on this show. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ben, so much for answering my obscure questions. (laughs) They're great. I appreciate all your answers. Well, you, you know, some, I, sometimes I get sick of the Disney thing, right? But like you made it fun where I didn't even, I almost didn't even feel like we were talking about Disney. I I like to have questions that like make you think of like, hold up, we got to take all the aspects of this, that, the other and stuff. Right, right. Now I'll let you get into your magical moment and share with us. So before COVID, I, I had, I have taken... 15 Disney cruises and I fell in love with the cruise right away. My very first Disney cruise was amazing. And that was back in 2006 with my husband at the time boyfriend. And we've been everywhere on these ships. They're the best money you'll spend on a vacation. So we had taken my daughter on two cruises prior. And the first cruise we took with my daughter, we actually brought our nanny and realized very quickly that Disney does all of the things that the nanny did so we could save a bunch of money by not going with her the next time. Oh, I bet she was kind of bummed about that. <laughs> well, I feel, felt a little guilty, but you know, you're not only paying for um, the room, but maybe you could figure all that out. So anyway. Yeah. Can I ask really quick, have you been to other cruises outside of Disney or have you done only Disney yes. cruises? Yes. Don't do it. Just don't, don't do, it. do it. The food isn't as good. The experience isn't as good. Like there is, when I tell you Disney does everything, I mean everything. There's nothing yeah. you have to do on this ship except uh, eat, relax, and enjoy. 
yeah, I haven't been on a Disney cruise. So I was like, I've done one other cruise and I, I had a great time, but I just, the Disney ones, they're just something extra magical. Well, imagine that cruise like times 10. I mean, it's just like out of the water. Amazing. Yes. Because also all the special Disney things you love are on the mm-hmm. ship. So all the characters and all of the set dressings and Anything you, the sense, anything you can experience in the parks you'll have on the ship, except there's like no waiting, right? Like you go to meet a princess and you wait 10 minutes and that's it. Not a two hour wait? What? No. Yeah. (laughs) And like the coolest thing was like you get on the ship and you already have a meet and greet. I mean, you have to set it up in advance, but you already have a meet and greet with all the princesses they have on the ship, you know, and you get tickets to it. So you just show up, you wait in a five minute line and there are everything you need for the show is like the meet and greet is like already taken care of. So it's amazing. That's fantastic. And you probably already get that quality time with the princesses compared to at a Disney park where it's like, hello, hello, picture, chit chat. Okay. Autograph. Bye. Oh girl. They learn your kid's name. What? Yeah. You show up and it's like day two and they're like, Oh, hi Charlotte. And, and I mean like, that's how amazing it is for real. Oh my for Absolutely. 100%. Oh. Now I never know if it's because it's like, they know me or because, but whatever it is, that's the experience I've always got. Oh so that's amazing in itself. Now we are obsessed with the shows. As soon as dinner's over, we go and wait at the theater like a half hour in advance. Well, act, mm-hmm. technically it's an hour in advance, but a half hour before they open the doors and then mm-hmm. we go sit down front and then we would let our daughter run around in the theater until the show starts. Fine. Because we figured if we're front row at the shows, she will pay more attention rather than like seeing heads oh, and stuff. And she does. Yes. They do a freaking Beauty and the Beast musical. Now, I'm not talking Hollywood studios. Like the movie, the most recent version, comes to life mm-hmm. on stage. It's insane. Whoa. So we watch this show and it's absolutely amazing. And I think think because Charlotte is so into the show, we get a note on our stateroom door and the note says, meet us at this ballroom at 10 PM. So I go to guest services and I say, listen, you know, my kid's two, there's no way she's going to make it till 10. And the yeah. lady at guest services was like, you're that you are, you have to go. She said, we don't do this. This isn't yeah. I can't tell you what it is, but we don't do this. Nobody else on the ship has this. You can't pay for this. Go. Yeah. Get her some ice cream or like, cause you know, ice cream on cruises all day long. Get her some sugar. <laughs> well, actually you laugh, but uh, the month before we had booked a commercial and it paid very, very well as a family. <gasps> and my daughter was on the commercial. Oh, cute. And she was falling asleep right before we went to go shoot because you're on set for like five, six hours before yeah. you even film anything. And I went to craft services and I grabbed a handful of chocolate covered espresso beans and I let her eat. Oh, no. <laughs> and I know that sounds awful, but I didn't know what else to do. And I've never done anything like that before. Yeah. Um, anyway, she stopped growing and she's still only 30 inches tall. No, I'm kidding. All of that. <laughs> so... We did whatever we had to do to to keep her awake after the show. And we're in this little ballroom and there's like two other families, which to me is like, how did, and they all looked rich, these other families, like how did, whatever, but who knows? I have no idea. Um, You show the people at the door, your card to get in. And they're like, Oh, like, I mean, like they're impressed, whatever. So you're in the room. Now it was formal nights. We're all dressed to the nines. 
and Charlotte is having a meltdown. And I, I think, oh, no. so I, we actually went to go leave and the lady at the door was like, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to get your kid to like stay. Like, you need to stay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like so, no pressure. Like all these cast members are like, listen, yeah. do whatever you can to make this work. Yeah. And it felt like well- we were in Germany in 1942 <laughs> and they were like, what you want to do is go to the States and you want to go to the States right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we stayed, I held my daughter and I embraced her and I rubbed her mm-hmm. back and I did all the things you're supposed to yeah. do. And what was going on in your mind? Like, what did you think this was going to be? I thought it was going to be like legit. thought it was going to be like a private meet and greet with Mickey. Which was like, yeah. like, no offense, but no big deal because we've waited in line for it already. Like, we've already yeah. done that. And by the way, on the ship, Mickey's Mickey. Like, there's only one Mickey. Like, yeah. I know oh. I'm not going to break magic, but you can figure out that that's not how it is in the parks. But on the right. ship, Mickey's Mickey, right? Yes. Minnie's Minnie. So, like, if you've met Mickey and your kid said something funny to Mickey, Mickey will remember that and that thing will come back up, even if they don't talk. He'll like nod his head and animate how- Exactly, yes, 100%, So there we were, I'm expecting Mickey to come out and he does, but so does every single character on the ship, all of them. Wait, so who is there? How many characters are there? Tell me, tell me, tell me. 50? What? I mean, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald, Stitch. I mean, all of them. You know, Mary Poppins, <gasps> Elsa. I mean, all of these characters, like insane amount of every entertainment person on the ship. And what I didn't put two and two together is this is the space that they come before they go do the kiss goodnight, the final farewell on the stairwell. So this is something that they probably do every single cruise. And I have done 15 and just never knew they did it. So my daughter has a slow dance with Mickey, plays hide and seek with Donald. And this was the first day my daughter was like cool with the characters. On Castaway Key that very day, Donald made her laugh and that was it. She was like hooked. And that night she got to see all of the characters. It was the best experience of my entire life. I cried and cried and cried. I tracked down cast members and thanked them. And none of them will admit that they were why she met. So I still don't know who did this or how I got it, but it was the most amazing experience I have ever had in my entire life. Period. And then on top to top it all off, it was like Disney themed. And did you get pictures and videos? Were you allowed to get pictures and videos? Yeah. Yeah. I have pictures. Yeah. Because everybody was, you know, in character and everybody was fully dressed. And so mm-hmm. I have pictures, I have videos. It was amazing. And like you could see the other, you know, she was too. And she was such a good girl. And you could see the other families were like, Mickey, can we get a picture? Mickey was like, girl, I'm with Charlotte. <laughs> so like, and I, I felt kind of guilty, but yeah, that's what was that. Yes. Like I'm on a date with her. This is what's happening. <laughs> oh my goodness. And in fact, in one of the videos, um, you know, Charlotte's like kissing Mickey's nose and you could hear oh. a mom and like, you know, a Karen in the back, like, could we get a picture Mickey? She's <laughs> like, um, no, I am focused in and hone it. Cause you already, like you said, being on the cruise, like you already get that special more interactions with them in one-on-one time compared to the parks. And then this just like is a whole nother level a and just all the level. attention. Like you, I, you, you will never get this ever anywhere yes. ever. 
And and you, I mean, unless you have paid tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I've seen this happen for special events and things, you know, that I've worked. Mm -hmm. I've never seen this happen for free. Oh, and now that Charlotte's older, does she still remember it or? Oh yeah. She talks about it all the time. In fact, we, we are in the process of booking a cruise for June of next year. And Charlotte sat my mom down and she was like, and Charlotte's three. So this, the way that my daughter speaks always blows me away. And she was like, Mm -hmm. so booby, we get to see Donald and Goofy and Mickey Mm -hmm. and Minnie and Daisy and guess what? Ice cream. There's so much ice cream. Now, my mom's done a cruise, but she's just letting my daughter explain all the things that they're going to yes. I mean, Oh, we should get her on and explain it too. That would be I so know. Fun. She, uh, yeah. I mean, you don't want that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> the power of editing is amazing. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I'm sure. Yes. That is so fun. And so she's been good with characters since then, since she's just had this over. Yeah, like, I feel no. like some kids, if all these characters no come issues. You, I mean, I will say that we had Baby Shark at her birthday party last year. And for some oh. reason, she, I mean, she still took pictures with him, but she didn't walk up to him, which I thought was weird. She was like suspicious, like, I yeah. don't know about you. Like... But like Mickey, <laughs> she would, she would like, I mean, she'd probably cut Mickey's nose hairs right now. She doesn't care. She's ready to go. <laughs> That is incredible. Oh my goodness. And you guys as parents, you'll just treasure that moment forever. Oh, for the rest of my life. Absolutely. 100%. Oh, you can play and tell the story at her wedding and all this stuff one day. And Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, the videos I will show at her wedding. Are, oh. she's, <laughs> she will lose me as a father. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So that was a incredible, magical moment with your daughter. That is so amazing. And how, what impact has it made on you since then? She still talks about it to this day. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, it makes me just want to go on another cruise. It, oh. I've separated from the company and I still want to do things that involve the company. So clearly it made a very big impact in our lives. And it's so cute when you see a kid trying to explain like a magical moment like this in a story and they're just like, and then, then, and and then this happened and you're just like, you're so cute. Well, and what's wild is because of my background, uh-huh. all of this is so normal to her that I don't know if she understands or comprehends that this is a big deal. I think yeah. she just thinks that she's friends with all of these characters. Dad's going to go to work and we're going to hang out with them and stuff. And I should have brought this up earlier, but like she's seen you in the Frozen show, correct? A hundred times. Yes. Yes. And so she, what does she think about, you know, you hanging out with Anna and Elsa and Kristoff and Olaf? Like what were her opinions of that? She just calls it Papa's show. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's your show. Like forget Anna and Elsa. It is your show. <laughs> You know, also at the time, again, she was two, so there wasn't a lot of conversing about Anna and what she does and Elsa and Olaf. It was, you know, more enjoying the special effects and the songs and that kind of a thing. And, you know, Anna and Elsa are busy running their kingdom and stuff and going on adventures, but they're just stopped into Papa's show to to sing along some songs with you guys. But where can everybody find you? On TikTok, I am at equity.ben because there is an imposter. And on Instagram, I'm at equityben. And on YouTube, I'm also at equityben. And to come to all of my live events on Eventbrite is where I sell my tickets. I'm at equityben. But anything that you want to ever know about at Equity Ben can be found on my Instagram page at Equity Ben. And again, we will have all those links in the show notes. 
So again, you guys can go down there and check him out. But Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show and taking the time to do this. It truly means the world to me. And you're such a bright light when we saw you at the parks and you're still continuing to do incredible work. And so thank you so much for doing this and taking time out of your busy schedule. Well, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Ben. It was absolutely wonderful having him on. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. It truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe. And last but not least, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories. But until next time, bye.